This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 294. This is our Cursed Child spoiler-free discussion. Wow. Eric, Micah, and I are here this week. Yet yeah, we finally made it. We crossed into a new world. <laughs> Would you say, a world would you say with it's a eight whole Harry new Potter world? stories? <laughs> a whole new yes. world. <laughs> if I could sing, I would. Yes, I would say that. Um, now we are doing two episodes tonight. Episode two ninety four. This one is our spoiler free episode. Episode two ninety five will be our spoiler hashtag Wormtaily episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good you already have the title decided. Exactly. Oh, I've you been, had a little help. I've been making lots of jokes over the past week to cope with. J.K. Rowling um, um, throwing the gauntlet down <laughs> on Directly calling you out on your and, shiitake mushrooms. Yes, and, and one of my jokes has been, well, we definitely know what we're calling an episode of MuggleCast sometime, <laughs> <laughs> sometime soon. That's true enough. So we are going to talk about Wormtaily today. We are going to talk about Cursed Child in a spoiler-free manner on this episode, but first... Um, we wanted to take a moment to recognize the victims of the Orlando shooting that happened over the weekend. There were 49 victims, and at least one of them was a part of the Harry Potter fandom. His name was Lewis. He was an employee at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando. Um, he was a Gryffindor and was described by friends and Universal visitors as a delightful person. The Forbidden Journey ride at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, was reportedly shut down on Sunday to pay tribute to him. And I understand that on Monday night, they are doing a Wands Up tribute at Hogwarts Castle. Yeah, which about is half an hour from now. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to say here that the Harry Potter fandom has always been an accepting community. We've, we've all known this for so long. And we know that many LGBT people are part of this fandom. And we're all extremely saddened by what happened, um, which makes it important to say that there are major issues regarding acceptance and guns in this country right now. Yeah. We, th- this shooting was the worst, worst mass shooting in American history. So I feel compelled to remind our American listeners that something needs to change. And we have two candidates on the ballot this November with very different ideas for how to take care of these issues. So all I'll say is this, choose your president and your senators wisely this election season, please. That's very well said. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, you know, just going in into the news about it, it's so very shocking. And seeing now that actually two of the two of the victims uh, worked at the Universal uh, Park. J.K. Rowling uh, has been tweeted at and been tweeting her support um, and, you know, just in general, her misery over this uh, incident as well. It's been very a, a sweet but a tragic but sweet day um, for coming together and recognizing just the big issue that uh, continues to plague America. Absolutely. So uh, we'll shift gears now. Uh, we, we definitely wanted to mention that, but shifting gears Let's move on to The Cursed Child. I had the opportunity to see it last week, both parts. It was very exciting. Um, I guess I didn't realize that you actually got tickets for the first preview. Yes, the first one. (laughs) The first one. Go big or go home, Eric. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I went home, but still, that's pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, you wanted to hear a little bit about my England trip. I saw. We're not yeah. getting into the gritty details. You know, I saw you went to Stonehenge, and that was always one yeah. of the places that I wanted to go. So tell, talk yeah. about Stonehenge. <laughs> well, it's weird. I mean, it's okay. It's not that exciting of a place. I but I feel like from the perspective of America, uh, uh, of an American, you you hear about it and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. I have to go there. Mm. So I went with richard and uh it was it was fine yeah it wasn't too exciting <laughs> just some rocks yeah um, and then i went to a bruce springsteen concert oh that's uh, right. which was a lot more exciting than stonehenge does he From perform okay, rock and so roll. 
Uh, let's let's be real. What, what <laughs> some rocks and roll? Is that what no, you no, said? No, I said from rocks to rock and roll. Oh, <laughs> that was that was really cool. What number was, was this? For terrible you, joke, Andrew. Uh, too many, too, too many. No, right? but really, like if you had to get like over, a it dozen. was like twenty four, twenty five. Oh, gee, wow, that is too yeah. many. It's like actually, I <laughs> would actually draw the line. Uh, Where did well, he play? Did he play at Stonehenge? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, he played at the Palace Theater. No, it was at Wembley, the new Wembley Stadium there. Yeah. But anyway, let, let's get to the Cursed Child here. because So so I saw Springsteen on uh, 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 Sunday, and then part one was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Part one was Tuesday, and then part two was Thursday. So, so compare, it was like, you had a day off from each of those. Yeah, yeah, I had a day to breathe. But compare the energy at the Bruce Springsteen <laughs> concert at the new Wembley Stadium to the energy of the crowd... <laughs> Leading into uh, the first ever Cursed Child preview, yeah. I still can't get over that. But there was there was an insane amount of uh, anticipation just because nobody knew what to expect. The secrets have been so well kept. Hashtag keep the secrets, except by uh, you. <laughs> now leading up to the play, oh, it's been top secret. I'm sorry, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was it was palpable. I mean, they warned people to get there an hour early for security. There was a line literally around the entire Palace Theater, and we thought it would take a while, but it actually moved very smoothly, so we were maybe waiting in line 10 minutes, and the line moved nicely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, once you got in, it's a beautiful theater, very warm theater, by the way, so if you're going to see it, wear shorts, because it is hot in there. <laughs> and I've been told by somebody else, a theater regular in in London, that it's always that warm in there, so... So, like, bring a personal fan or something. I had a little <laughs> notebook with me to take notes, so I was fanning myself the whole show. <laughs> um, were you wearing anyway. a suit? Were, were no, you dressed no. up for this? Uh, night one, I wore a Hogwarts t-shirt with a with a button down over top, oh, nice. opened. And then night night two, I wore a Gryffindor shirt, both from Target. Very nice shirts. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. and then the audience the audience was a lot of Harry Potter fans. There were a couple people in cloaks. There are a lot of Harry Potter shirts. Um, it wasn't you, it wasn't like what you would expect to see at the theater. You know, people people dressed like Harry Potter fans would mm. is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, so um, so I guess with that said, let's get into our overall thoughts. Now, Mike and Eric have not seen the play, but they have read the spoilers <laughs> we have we have because you forced us to no i know that's not true. bringing us on oh oh i get what micah was going at that was funny um, one, one other question down. one other question i did have for you before we get into the actual play itself was were there notable people aside from yourself of course that were in attendance <laughs> that that you saw this this was as eric mentioned the premiere uh at least well, first the, the initial showing first preview of the Cursed Child, Cursed Child, so I yeah. would expect that there would be some some individuals in the audience that you would recognize. J.K. Rowling was there night two. I'm not sure about night one, though. I don't know if she was there. I also saw a photo, actually, of Warwick Davis out front of the theater. I can't remember remember if that was night one or night two, and I'm not sure if he was actually in it. But yeah, no, I don't, I'm not sure, because all, all the A-listers will come out for the grand opening oh, right. on July 30th. Yeah. Yeah, this is that's you know, fair. This is, this is kind of a test, even though it didn't feel like that. It it was very well done overall. Actually, speaking of that, there were very little issue. There were there weren't many issues. A couple people who I went with did notice there. They they noticed that there may have been some moments where somebody forgot it was their turn to say the line because the 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 little gap was a little longer than you would have expected. Mm. There was also um. Uh, we'll get to the owl in a second. I think a lot of people know that by now. But there was also a moment where they were taking like a staircase off stage, and it kind of went straight into the wall that oh. was still on stage. So it was kind of just like a big boom sound all of a sudden. <laughs> and uh, and then there is the owl. Now I tweeted about the owl. Um, in part one, they have an owl come out, drop a letter, and it's supposed to fly kind of out into the audience for a split second and then land in one of the balconies where crew members are Mm -hmm. so it did that and we were all like oh that's so cool they have a real owl here and then something happened which we still don't we don't know what exactly if it was the owl's fault or crew members fault or what but then the owl left its perch that was on flew across to the other side of the stage the opposite side where there was another balcony 
crew starts scrambling. I was up a little high, so I could see all this happening. Crew, uh, uh, crew starts scrambling. <laughs> they start they start flashing this red light to get the owl to come back, and that's how I knew it was real by that point. Oh, right. <laughs> they start making these whistling noises and shit, and then and then it flies up into the rafters on the stage, and I could see it from my angle, mm. <laughs> and it was so distracting because they because they kept doing like these. <laughs> sounds and they're flashing this red light as like oh man and uh as you may have seen they decided that they are no longer going to use the owl they, so, the owl is fired um yeah, yeah i was gonna say they've cut the owl <laughs> which is cool. probably for the best i i know somebody who went th- to the second preview and performance. got crapped on no no the, the second part one preview performance on saturday and they said it was a mechanical owl that time and there was a sign that said there are no live owls in the production so yeah. Well, that kind of takes away some of the magic. But what what was the intent? You may have mentioned this, and I, I missed to it. To drop, but... it was the owl was dropping a letter. Yeah, and that might be a spoiler. Uh, sorry if anybody feels a little queasy about that information. <laughs> I hope not. I, I think mean, it's anybody considers that a spoiler. See, no, my well, my Eric, personal my it. personal line is not for that. But that's getting into our Wormtaily story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but my personal line is that's fine and and it, it it's conceivable in a world where owls deliver post that you have a play set in that world and an owl's going to deliver something at some point okay i don't think exactly. it's a stretch of the imagination my mind is not utterly blown well i will say jk rowling better adopt that owl so it has a great life ahead of it now oh, it's put out of yeah. a job and now that it's now that it's <laughs> Hashtag she tried to put Andrew out of a job. Now she's trying to put this owl <laughs> oh out of a job. Oh, my God. I did find it funny. Like, of course, the first night this owl screws up. Did they have, like, stage fright or something? Because obviously they, they went through a ton of rehearsals with this well, owl. It must have, they must have felt confident enough that this owl would be able to pull this off. From the When uh, Selena wrote the article on Hypo about it, and I think one of the press statements or something said something about, you know, an audience. Maybe she surmised that it was just the audience. Because, it's, I mean, the difference between an empty, you know, uh, theater versus a packed theater. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, could have probably scared it. So I think that's probably, you know, I, I wouldn't blame the owl necessarily. I just think that it wasn't necessarily practical to have the owl to begin with. And they've quickly seen and, and made that change. But that's exactly what previews are for. Um, right. And that's what they said. You know, And yeah, it's a test period for yeah, them. For owl testing. Owl <laughs> testing. Primarily. So, Good. So, so here's my TLDR verge review of The Cursed Child. Okay. What's the, that? The play uh, too long didn't read. That's oh, okay. what that stands. But for. spoiler free, still all the same. Right, of course. Mm. Um, it the play, the visuals, what you see on stage is fantastic. The acting is phenomenal. The choreography is phenomenal. The staging, the lighting, the effects within the pl- uh, within the whole theater. It really takes over the theater in some points. It's remarkable. I I truly loved it. Everything is fantastic except for the story. They screwed up the story. It I I, I tweeted this. It's 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 it enters breaking dawn level absurdity. That's what you at, tweeted. At least one point. I read that. That's crazy. And I wanted I I had this idea about it getting into breaking dawn territory like early on and as the play went on the whole thing is five hours when all said and done oh jesus as it went on i was like okay there's gonna be something that's gonna fix this fix this i'm not gonna have to say this i'm not gonna have to say this (laughs) (laughs) that second night leaving the play you're like i have to say it yep i was walking up the stairs and i'm like i can't i can't it has to be said (laughs) would you guys agree with that knowing what you know oh absolutely and and (laughs) i'm haven't seen it as you said but i've obviously read the main plot points of the cursed child and to me it just seems downright absurd and i'm kind of surprised that jk rowling would go in that direction and and yet you have a a situation here where ultimately the casting is phenomenal you have these adult actors who are working and now are going to be working for a very long time bringing this story lackluster or failed or misguided as it may be to certain people uh to life uh for years and years and years and joe has since tweeted this will tour you will get to see it it will not be exclusive uh yeah. you know all of this this news about this bright bright future for a play which which is excellent to see live as you'll attest to andrew 
but ultimately something that hurts the happiness of someone who's looking for a story that is different than the one that's in this play. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Right. And, and, and again, I will emphasize, you should definitely see this, even after you read it and you don't like it. I think one thing I forgot to mention was the magic. There's, there's, it feels like real magic happening on stage. You, you, you witness the, witness, witness these things happening. And you're like, how did they do that? I still think about these little moments in the play. I'm like, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. And just uh, that's what I was going to try and emphasize here is despite the actual plot of the story, is it that you're going to have an experience and to really get immersed into what you were talking about, Andrew? Yeah. Or are you going, and I guess it's going to be different for different people. I think that there are going to be the casual theater goer who's going to see this and not really think all that much as it relates to the plot. Maybe they're a casual Potter fan, but they're going because they've heard all these great things that you've mentioned, the magic, the experience of being in the theater, all these things happening around you, which don't traditionally happen during a normal theater production. Oh, or right. Not, right. To the, not to this level. This right. uh, probably or, stands out from those other productions for that reason. Of course. Like you're saying, yeah. You're going to get the fans who are the diehard Potterheads, and they're going to be pretty, insert word, well, with you- what has been created. And this is where it, it, it's easy to sympathize with those who just want to stick to what is the canon of the seven books that have been written and not go beyond that? Because from my understanding, and and we'll talk about it in in the spoiler episode, this just goes completely off the rails. I I mean, as as fan fiction-esque as you could possibly want to get, you've got it. And to me, that's a bit disappointing. Mm. Yeah. I I just, I have to say... To its credit, and, and, and I believe me, I was searching, uh, not just for spoilers, but when part two ended, uh, searching for negative tweets, uh, about it. And they were actually in the first six hours, uh, after that play letting out, granted, I know it was like late at night, but negative tweets were actually hard to find. Mm. I, I don't think you have to be negative though. Well, I, I think no, you can be disappointed and not necessarily I, I su- be negative. I suppose what I was searching for, and I, I searched both hashtag Cursed Child and mentions of HP Play LDN, which is the official Twitter for it. Um, you know, I was looking for anything that wasn't a rave review that was loved it, best thing I've ever seen. And, and believe me, honestly, guys, there were plenty of those. Uh, so I'm, I was surprised, but it's, it's always a learning experience to me. Uh, going and, and, and seeing feedback like this, um, which is positive because something that is so clear to me that I would have issues with and I would not be the person afterwards tweeting, this was so amazing, it's my favorite thing ever, you've done a great job, it was exactly what I was expecting, JKR, it was perfect. These are things I would never tweet, but there are people who feel that way. And that... and. I can. I enjoyed the play. I enjoyed being there. I so just explain can't that. Back, I can't because I can't. Well, like I said, the 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 staging, the choreography, the acting. It's funny. The play is very funny. Um, there are some emotional moments in this story, but I think it's it 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 is seriously affected by the core story, and that is not going to change because the because these these twists. There, there's two I'm thinking about in particular. The, the, the big one that, that we all are thinking about. And then another one to a lesser extent, which I'll discuss in the, um, <clears throat> in the spoiler episode. But yeah, it, it is an enjoyable experience. As for all the positive feedback, I do think it, it is deserved. I think, I also think that if you are a diehard Harry Potter fan and you were there on opening night and you paid a good amount of money for these tickets and 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 you wanted to kind of you know brag about being there you're probably going to leave a pretty positive review about what you saw no matter what no matter how good or not good it was sure um we have been getting a couple accusations on hypable to be fair that in light of warm tally we're we're uh purposely throwing the play under the bus but we all did genuinely like it and we we wanted to have a hypable person or two on but just because of the time we were recording we couldn't make it work um 
they'll be on in, uh, at another time. But we we all did have a great time after the show. We we all said that we all enjoyed the magic, the acting, the choreography, the the jokes, um, the the fan service that they do. But but these things they just <laughs> they just seriously affect it, and I can't. And I worry that when you're reading the script book you're you're not going to have all the positive things in this play you're i I think that's going to have this you're only going to have this questionable story and um i mean one other thing i would add is that today we did a couple polls on the mugglecast twitter account we asked um two questions uh one of them was have you read Major Cursed Child spoilers? If so, how would you grade the story as you interpreted it? Now, people, in fairness, this isn't, this shouldn't be a, a solid, this isn't a, you know, rock solid answer to how people are receiving the story because they haven't read the actual script. But 16% said great, 30% said good, 30% said bad, 24% said terrible. They thought the Cursed Child was one of those four things. So is that more than half on the bad and terrible side? Yeah, yeah by yep. 4%. By 4%. By 4%. Okay. So the fandom, if you're asking just these 201 readers of the spoilers, were not impressed by this. So you ran a, another poll actually, which had over a thousand votes. The uh, the the one that uh, we just read from had two hundred uh, votes, but the the one with the thousand votes on MuggleCast asked, "Hang on, <clears throat> have you purposely read Cursed Child spoilers?" Thirty percent said, "Yep, most things." Eighteen percent said, "Just minor things," and then fifty-two percent said, "Nope, avoiding it all." So, so in other words, mm-hmm. yeah, in other words, half read. At least a spoiler, spoiler or two, while the other half of is avoiding it all. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, you should, you should. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but mm. it's up to you what you want to do. So, yeah. but I thought Unless it was you interesting. do a podcast, then you have to. <sighs> you have to do. <laughs> you guys chose to. There, that's true. We did choose. We were not forced. I went actively seeking, and maybe uh, you all banded together and decided to come up with the biggest crackpot theories out there, and. Mesh them all together uh, we, we and put them out hope. on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think something that you said, Andrew, is is very important. Is that you you have to be able to see this all within the context of the actual show. It can't just be you're looking at the plot by itself and determining that it's going to be absolutely the worst thing that you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I think that you can certainly take. Uh, a, a little bit of an issue with some of the things and we'll touch on them uh, that have been written and the way that they've been written. But look, this is what's been created. And, and from everything that you said, it's very encouraging, right? You, you should want to go see this and you should want to experience it for all the reasons that you've listed. And so mm-hmm. while I can sit here, I am, I have really no context to be able to say other than what I read uh, and and that's not a great perspective to have. You know, you need to experience it in its true form, and then I should be able to come back and say, okay, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen, or you know what, it was okay, or that was horrible. I never want to see it again. Right. Well, and, and At- there were a couple of other uh, positive things you had to say about the play, Andrew, specifically the merchandise. Yeah. Well, let me let me add one more point to that, which yeah. is that. That's why I wish so bad that this was being filmed on stage and broadcast live on July 31st in movie theaters instead of the script book being published. Because I think people will have a much more positive view of this thing if they're actually seeing all this magic happening on stage as opposed to reading about it. I It remains to be seen just how detailed the script book is going to guess. It's stage get. directions, yeah. Right. I mean, is it going to describe the magic that was happening on stage? I kind of doubt it. It might, it might lightly get into details, but, but, but you, but you just have to see it. So then again, on the other hand, if they were to have broadcast it in a movie theater, that probably would have seriously affected ticket sales for the Palace Theater. So 
this was just a tough situation all around. I mean, frankly, the only the only good solution would have been to not do it at all, <laughs> to not do the play at all, because it's like on one hand, okay, script book is good because you're getting the story out there, mm-hmm. but people aren't going to see the good parts yeah, of it. Yeah, the redeeming. Yeah, so if the script book is flawed, you're like, oh, well, you've taken out all these elements that are basically essential to the majority of people appreciating the play. Um, right. Or, or they're just crucial in any in any play. You know, when you see a production, uh, it's well different than just reading the script for that production. Anything. Anything drama. Uh, anything theater. So I, I can see how in this point it would be particularly problematic uh, to have the script book published. And, you know, I, I think that, I think that you're right. Like having a, a filmed version would, would make it a lot clearer. Uh, the stories, redeeming qualities, um, or just in general with the, with the plays. I don't know about that though, because if you're watching it in the movie theater, you don't get the same sort of impact as being in the actual theater where it's being performed. Well, you know, when I, I, there's a comment I wanted to reference, um, from, uh, one of our patrons, Ashley Craig's, uh, Ashley Upchurch Crakes says, I think it was last fall, but at some point JKR said, quote, I'm confident that when audiences see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, they will understand why we chose to tell this story in this way. And her question yeah. is, now do you understand why she made this one a play? Yes. And this is a great point. I wanted to bring this up as well. I, 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 JK Rowling this whole time, she said she made this comment she made the it's not a prequel comment we really have to take her words seriously when she says this all this stuff when we were when we heard this comment about um people will understand why we chose to tell tell this as a play i completely understand why she said that now but still the story could have been improved so okay hmm yeah, but, I, but, you know, I forgot but, all about that. It's is it a prequel controversy? I love being. Yeah, you know, that. we didn't we didn't believe her, and and with this comment too, a lot of people didn't believe her either because it was like really. But so, but but I will say, here's actually one thing that that surprised me. What, getting back to this comment, when when she said this, that well, you'll we'll understand why it had to be played. I thought it was going to be simpler than it ended up being. I didn't think there were going to be as many effects. I thought it was going to be a more straightforward stage play right like you just see people and that's it (laughs) not much background stuff happening it's really a visual treat which i was not expecting so so that so that my expectations were greatly surpassed on that point and i applaud them heavily for that because when you see this thing you will you will you will be very impressed that's good to know Mm mm-hmm So, um, I will say that two of the standout characters are Scorpius and Hermione. Scorpius is the son of Draco. He really, uh, the way the actor plays him, he just really, the character, the character's just awesome. And, and, and I won't say any more than that. No, but we have <laughs> talked previously about that character, uh, in last, in the last episode, because we had the stills mm-hmm. released. Hermione was also very good. Oh, good to know. It's funny, when you watch her now, when you watch Noma, I believe her name is, uh, you 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 don't even think about the color of her skin. I, I the first time she came on stage, I was like, "This is I can't believe that controversy happened." <laughs> it was so stupid. Because like within In one hindsight. line, you're like, "There's Hermione. Where's she been these right. these, these, these right. years?" And the whole time, I was thinking, "Thank God they they chose her. She really is wonderful." And it. it was a total treat to see her on stage. That's good to know. Um, um you mentioned the merchandise a couple minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so merchandise uh, once you walk into the palace theater it's it's right there in front of you so i walk in uh, and i buy a t-shirt that says harry potter and the cursed child there's also uh, a pin set a lanyard there's an owl <laughs> not anymore <laughs> i should <laughs> i well, should have bought no, one now he's trying to sell some merchandise so he has an actual income career now. yeah i, I should have bought i should have bought one and after after that mishap just to just to remember it but um yeah and then there's there's pencils and there's a keychain so oh and then 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 there's the program and i was like okay cool sounds good so leave you bought all of it no no i bought a t-shirt <laughs> it would take t- a lot <laughs> i bought a t-shirt and program um and i'm just leaving a note here so i don't forget 
So then I walk in for part two, and I look up at the merchandise booth, and there's new merchandise with something uh. on the shirts and the pin set and the lanyard, I believe, that happened at the end of part one. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so I was, it was cool. I was, I was, uh, that was well thought out, and I bought a second shirt. <laughs> of course, I. How could I resist? <laughs> so now I have two cursed child shirts, and apparently I can't wear the second one because hashtag say, keep the secrets. You have to wait till Harry's birthday for that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I think just considering I, I, like the unique format of having not just uh, it's not a two act play; it's a two part play. Two parts uh, on two different evenings. Uh, they have the opportunity to do something like this, which I think is genuinely cool. You know, sometimes we scoff at like the theme park or, uh, any kind of when Harry Potter's like over merchandise, but I just think it's cool that it changed. Like that's a cool yeah. idea that exists only because they have a play that is essentially one play on two different nights. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's yeah. really cool. It was a nice surprise. I, I was pleasantly surprised. So. So and then and then when you left each pl- each part of the play, they were handing out keep the secrets buttons. The J.K. Rowling had tweeted one a day or two before part Which one. You clearly opened. obeyed. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys remember? Do you remember that 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 video? I think we talked about. If it wasn't the last Mugglecast, it was one right before. But there was only like a one minute video, and it was uh, Jack Thorne, John Tiffany, and J.K. Rowling. And, the, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, we're really excited. It's about a month out till previews. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a video about nothing until J.K. Rowling turned to the camera and smiled and said, keep the secrets, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hashtag keep the secrets. And this was something, it was like an entire Twitter campaign. But to me, it started really late. Like it started like it was, we were here, we heard nothing about this play for the longest time. Then all of a sudden, hashtag keep the secrets. And, you know, now well, they- Clearly Andrew didn't get the memo. Well, they've continued that- <laughs> Well, they've continued that into the actual theater. And Andrew, was there ever like an announcement about it? I, I know you said there's no. buttons. Yeah. So, so when you were exiting, they were handing out these little. They're small. They're small. Keep the secrets buttons. And uh, it was kind of funny. The first night I exited, and I only for whatever reason that night I only passed one person handing out the keeps because I took a different door the first night. Uh. And I was like, oh, can I take a couple? And I, and they were like, sure. So I so I put my hand in there, grabbed a couple of buttons. And then the second night, they were handing out Keep the Secrets buttons. And <laughs> you know how the logo has a, has wings on it? A yeah. pair of wings? So I don't know why the heck they decided to do this. But for part one, you get the left wing. <laughs> and then for part two, you get the right wing. And so, so they're, they're two different buttons. They, they say the same exact thing, but they're technically two they're, different they're buttons. The wings of the snitch that's, uh, it has the nest for the center that the cursed child, or rather so we think, is right. in. Okay. In right. the logo. Right, exactly. And, and so the second night I took a different route out of the theater and I went down three floors. And so on my floor, I passed the button person. I'm like, oh, can I take a couple? I'm like, no, sorry, you can only take one. I was like, oh, bummer. <laughs> so I grab one. I walk down the stairs. There's another There's another person handing out buttons. <laughs> so I get a second one. <laughs> I go down the stairs again. There's another person handing out buttons. <laughs> Take a third one. So I ended up getting three that night, even though they only wanted to give me one. Ha! So and each time the privilege. You know you're never being allowed back into that theater. I know. Right? <laughs> Permanently banned. No, and you then- need to have that owl do recon for you and just... <laughs> Go and get them out of the basket. <laughs> and each time I went down the floor, uh, down, down the flight, I was like, can I have more than one button? And they were like, no, no. So I guess after the first night, they decided, okay, we can't let people have a couple each. That, that's right, crazy. Right. Um, hmm. Okay. <sighs> so, so this so, so this, this campaign, Andrew, this... Uh, keep hash, the secrets hashtag campaign. Hashtag keep the secrets. What, uh, what were your thoughts going out? Like, did you know so, going in... That this was something that you, that essentially. That I wouldn't do. Well, that you're, I mean, Hypable took a, 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 I think a unique position on the whole matter, which it was separate from, you know, following the, following part one, uh, there, there were spoilers being posted, Tumblr, Reddit, uh, you know, plot summaries, all this kind of thing. And unlike that, Hypable, you, you stated very clearly in your first article, uh, that Joe's wishes are to hashtag keep the secrets, 
we're not exactly going to do that completely. I think that was rude. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but that, that was what you said. And so you decided, and Hypable published, I think it was supposed to be three, but at first it was two, uh, tidbits, which is what yes. I, I think it's fair to call them tidbits, but, uh, somebody else that we know and love or, you know, <laughs> think, thinks that they're, or calls them spoilers. You but, but <laughs> t, 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 uh, for me, the big difference is, uh, that, uh, you know, we'll get into the politics of it later, but I think that what you posted genuinely would make someone excited to see the show. Yeah. So here's the thing yeah. we, that we did not spoil it in the headlines. Do you think it's okay if I read the headlines? Yeah. Oh, please do. That's why I put it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, we did two initially as uh, right after the play. Um, first one, here are the Hogwarts houses, Albus, Scorpius, and Rose join in the Cursed Child. Now, we wrote this because we knew that these three characters were going to be in the play. Obviously, they were going to be at Hogwarts. So, so you, you know they're going to have Hogwarts houses. That We're not spoiling anything if you're just looking at that headline. If you click the article, yes, you will find out which houses they're in. But that's still after several paragraphs. Again, you say, Joe's wishes are for this. We are not yeah. exactly, but here's this and that. Okay. Yeah. And so. the reason we wanted to do that, because obviously there's going to be demand for this. We... No, people want to read. There are there are a group of Harry Potter fans, as this as the poll that we did on Twitter earlier today showed, who want to see the spoilers. They don't want to wait another month and a half knowing that the play is already happening. And 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 we want to offer that to them. And so then the second headline was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child reveals something delightfully new about Hermione. We purposely made that one very very broad. We I I was gunning to go a little big. Yeah. I I wanted to go a little more specific, but Selena insisted on this, and I'm glad we did in hindsight. Kept 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 it this way, right? right. I mean, the really the only leading thing in that title is delightfully, like, oh, this <laughs> it means you'll like it. This tidbit won't suck. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. Which I don't think that's unfair to this state. Yeah. I get, but again, it's bringing I think good feelings and good thoughts towards the play that you guys yeah. have just seen. Yeah, it's positive coverage. So, so we publish these. We go to bed. I, I, I was staying with Hypable co-founder Richard Reed. I wake up to Richard going, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just waking up. I'm, I'm like, what, what?" He's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "J.K. Rowling tweeted about us," and then he read me the tweet, and I was initially like. Of course, in shock. Like, wh what? That's crazy. I didn't believe him at first. I thought he was. I thought he was messing with me. And then I was scared because I thought most people were going to side with her on this matter. And her tweet was. Well, it's, uh, imp it's important to read the the first one. Uh, oh yeah. So, so right earlier after... in the morning, yeah. before she tweeted about hypable, she said. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, yeah. So reaction to the first preview was dot, dot, dot. Wonderful. Feedback is fans really do want to hashtag keep the secrets for each other's sake. Hashtag don't be Wormtail. Yeah. Now, I, I assume she's referring to the fact that Wormtail uh, was the secret keeper and ruined the lives of Lily and James Potter and Harry. And <laughs> because that's right. So like, don't be Wormtail. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Uh, when she said it, okay, fine, so, ha, it's cute. So that, she tweeted that at 10.30 a.m. London time. Okay. And then an hour later, <laughs> she tweets the following. If you don't want cursed child spoilers, avoid hypable. Hashtag Wormtaily. So this was the tweet that was read to me <laughs> as I'm waking up. And I'm like, what the F? Now, How's your site traffic? <laughs> right. This is just so bizarre on so many levels. First of all, how did JK, why did JK Rowling decide to call us out? Because spoilers were elsewhere. That full plot spoilers by that point were already on Tumblr and Reddit and, and other places. And, and Second, at that time, the only posts that Hypo would make were the two we just talked about. Right. Second of all, we were like, does JK Rowling read hypable like i don't i genuinely don't think that's the case so that one was kind of out the door then we were like okay so maybe somebody just notified her and she just happened to she decided just to call us out 
maybe it was a warning sign to other outlets like i'll call you out if 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 you spoil so we still don't know exactly what happened i also have a theory that she was subtly telling people to actually look at our two reports and not elsewhere so she was kind of she was kind of saying funneling like right right because we, because the stuff that we wrote was not very spoilerish in the grand scheme of things so maybe if you wanted to see some smaller spoilers and by the way she tagged hypable why the hell is she tagging hypable in the tweet if she doesn't want people to look right well that was my initial reaction and and when i saw it i said well what better way to send people to your website than to call attention to the fact that you have this content on your website i mean yeah that it's almost like you know you're you're saying you know here here's what i don't want you to look at it but look at it look at it yeah it's just for somebody who is as brilliant of a mind as jk rowling i agree i think there there's something that's a little bit more underlying here that maybe we don't know Mm -hmm. because to call you out specifically like you're saying when there's all these other outlets and like nobody has, else. Has she to this date called anyone else out for being Worm no. Kelly and posting spoilers? No. And that's weird. Sites like the Daily Beast wrote were, were there and wrote up a full summary, not even a su- summary, a, f- a full breakdown of the story. They and didn't copy it. and paste it from Tumblr. They Right. They were there and wrote it themselves and published it. Um. So, it w- so like I said, I was initially scared, but... um. I have to say, a lot of people were supporting us, which I really, really appreciated because because people could have turned against us and sided with her, and that would have totally sucked. I can't um, imagine waking up the morning after you saw part one, too, and yeah. having all these concerns like, will we even be let into part two? Like, yeah, we, that definitely no. crossed my mind as well. I, you can't it, revoke it, your ticket. I, yeah. well, look, Freedom I mean, of speech. Uh, yeah, right. Not in that. Not in that country. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's, uh, pretty close. Come on, yeah, yeah, and that would have been awful publicity. It's not their first amendment. You know what yeah. I just thought about though, in terms of, uh, it's kind of in line with what you were saying, Andrew. Is maybe she knows that Hypable is a destination for people who want Harry Potter news and just wanted to deter people from going to one of the primary destinations to potentially get spoiled i mean yeah that 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 would be my only thought process in calling out a specific outlet like yours where you you have tons of media outlets that you could target tons of social media platforms people who may have tweeted or posted you mentioned reddit and tumblr and so many outlets that are out there to call attention specifically to yours Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's, it, there, there's more to it. Meets yeah. Her. And if there's, if she's throwing shade, if she's throwing shame, which is what it looks like at surface value, it's like, why, why is it just you? And, and especially because the, uh, we've said this before, the spoilers that you were posting are fairly innocuous. Like they're, they're not big plot reveals. Like, and it's not just that you can find bigger plot reveals out there. Um, mm-hmm. but, <clears throat> But before Joe tweeted that, like the when I saw first saw that Hypable posted spoilers, I posted my thoughts on those spoilers, which was I appreciate that Hypable is curate carefully curating. They're choosing what to say. I tweeted this. I was yeah. like, hey, this yeah, and I, w- I they're they're choosing it, and 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 it doesn't seem like to be these major things, and I can appreciate that because me. I, I will never see this show, or I, I don't have any plans or tickets to this show, and I am in the group of Harry Potter fans that want to know, not not just the little things, but everything about this. So for Hypable to be posting tidbits that make me more excited, you know, I, I think that sort of satiates my interest in waiting for the book to come out. Right. It only helps. Yeah. And, and um yeah, I appreciated that tweet when you sent it out yeah. be- before the J.K. Rowling thing. And Micah, I think you're right, too. One of our writers had this theory as well, that J.K. Rowling actually has been aware of Hypable and sees it as a fandom destination, which I think is fantastic, if that's true. And maybe she was surprised that we, as a fandom destination, would go against the wishes of, of the, the author. Yeah. yeah, of the queen. Right. Um, but you didn't really, I mean, in my mind, you didn't really go against the wishes in the sense that you were very clear in what you posted. The headlines were vague enough. They didn't reveal specific information. And even in the articles themselves, you called attention to the fact that the author didn't want 
there to be these spoilers revealed. So if you didn't want this information, you didn't have to read any further. And and this just goes to a larger conversation that we could spend hours talking about in terms of spoilers, right? I mean, if you don't want to get spoiled on something in this day and age, there's many ways that you can protect yourself against it. Now, of course, you could be scrolling through a Twitter feed or on Facebook and see something and that, you know, you can't it happens. That's yeah. that's the reality of the world we live in. But I think the way you went about it, the way that you presented it was such that you have to make a concerted effort in order to spoil your spoil yourself on Hypable. Yep. You know, exactly. And, and, and that to me doesn't deserve any sort of slap on the wrist like that. That doesn't deserve any comments from other outlets, from other people. Yeah. Um, who may have chosen to speak up to look good in the eyes of other individuals. Uh, <laughs> I just think that you, if you were going to do it, you did it the right way. And it's weird. Well, thank you. That Hypable is the only one. Like, it's just, that's just, that just to me is weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, she didn't turn it into Club Wormtaily. Uh, right. You know, where she can, t- like, and in Wormtaily Weekly, here are the next five people who are on my shit list. You know, yeah. it, it was not at <laughs> all about Taily that. Weekly. You know, to be honest, she couldn't do that these days because Wormtaily.com, I hear, is taken. Um, yeah, so that was, that. you know, we've been having a lot of fun with did this. Did you buy it? I bought Wormtaily.com. It redirects the hypable. <laughs> <laughs> I even, I masked the title. So if you type in Wormtaily.com in, in your tab on your browser, it'll say Wormtaily.com, your number one source for Cursed Child spoilers. It's a pretty cool <laughs> trick. Um, and and so. it's a way to make light of what could be this terrible situation. Like, we don't know, right. right? You don't know if Joe hates you, right? I mean, it's right. like, you know, it could be yeah. disastrous, so. but also it could be maybe maybe she really thought, and I think it makes a lot, maybe she thought that what Hypable was doing was the the right way to do what she didn't want to happen, but understanding fully, as she must, with 7.4 million followers, that fully half of those people want the information that yeah. is being withheld from and, them. And you know what, by the way, she tweeted this very early UK time, so people in America didn't even see it. I had to tell my West Coast friends what, what had happened that morning, because 1030... That that's that's two a.m. Uh, West Coast time, five a.m. East Coast time. Nobody's up then, yeah. and tweets don't. Nobody sees tweets from a long time ago, so so it wasn't. It 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 definitely blew up. Trust me, it blew up. But it 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 it. A lot of Americans didn't even see it. But uh, Mike and Eric, I would like to apologize in advance if this means for absolutely sure that we are never interviewing J.K. Rowling on the show. I take full that. responsibility. For this matter, but I kind of I made my peace with that already. <laughs> that's why I. Well, that's I'd why like I to think her. that she can put that aside. I don't, I don't think you uh, did too much. We just uh, can't have Andrew on. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I will. J.K. Rowling, I will not be on if you disu- if you agree to do an interview with us. We will leave it up to Micah and Eric, and we will never speak of a cursed child spoiler on the show again. Mm-hmm. Uh. Just like uh, when we uh, spoke with David Heyman. What? Right? What was the it deal? Was you Eric yeah, you, 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 oh, yeah. You, you made that disparaging remark a couple episodes prior about David Heyman's mother, and we couldn't I have stop. you on the interview. That is <laughs> not true for anyone who doesn't. It was fake. It was fake. It was fake. Uh, you just happened to not be available or whatever. I think it was yeah. like a, a really difficult time, or you were seeing Bruce Springsteen for the only 17th time or something like that. I don't even remember. But, uh, but yeah, like this was just an interesting situation, okay? And surrounding. This entire uh, crazy last week, which we're doing two episodes about tonight. I mean, this is only the first. This has only been the first of two episodes that we're going to do about this crazy past week that we've all had. Even us, you know, Mike and me from across the pond, uh, not seeing the play. It was just the craziest sort of series of circumstances, and and really, if you're talking about fandom being alive, you know, the reactions and the high emotions that were running from. Uh, every corner of the web and the net as we see it, uh, this was truly something, I think, not even just a resurgence of what we used to have, but I think something completely new and unique uh, and scary and concerning. And, and it, you know, it, it's just the emotions that I felt connected with Harry Potter in this past week uh, are at a peak from, you know, uh, months and months and months of, uh, you know, years of gradual decline. And this is something that we should both, I think you know, just commemorate by, by calling it out, but also kind of notice that people 
really care about Harry again, and it's really causing a lot of stirs. Yeah. It, this play will definitely get people talking, whether it's better for better or for worse. People will be talking about this play, and I'll be very interested to see what J.K. Rowling says in the weeks following the publication of the script book. I wonder if she'll answer questions about the story, because there are definitely some questions we're gonna have about how uh this story works maybe and she'll invite hypable to her house for yes. an interview let's joe let's clear the air let's have some afternoon tea i learned about afternoon tea on my recent london trip <laughs> let's clear the air let's all go over to your place for some tea i'll i'll we'll bring some tea you just supply the kettle and we'll we'll talk this through we'll we'll figure this out together Ultimately, and that, and that's really the thing about, about this too, which I'll add is that Joe has always seemed to be the person you can level with, the person you can really yeah. ask. Even about those like dark corners of, of the Harry Potter books where you're like, I don't really, you know, I kind of want to know. It's a guilty pleasure, but I really want to know this question. She's totally gracious and will, will answer when she can, you know, if, if, if it's not at risk of, of going against, you know, previous statements that she's made or spoiling people that she didn't want to spoil. You know, she's, she's been genuinely someone that has been great to her fans, has been great to the audience, has been great to literally any, anyone who approaches her. And it was, it was actually just shocking to see her go from zero to a hundred on, you know, that one issue to a site that in my mind was essentially protecting the public from yeah. many worse things that they could have read. And, um, and to play devil's advocate, there were people who sided with J.K. Rowling, and that's fine. I, I am not going to sit here and tell everybody how to manage spoilers. That's always been an issue on the internet. There's no clear answer about managing spoilers. We think we did it the, 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 we did it in a way we are comfortable with, knowing nobody was going to be unintentionally spoiled. And, and, and that's fine. You can take J.K. Rowling's side. I'm completely cool with that. And I, I don't want to sit here and be like, J.K. Rowling is wrong and everybody agrees with her is wrong. I, I got in, I have never, I've never been more sick of Twitter by the end of that day. Like I was reading tons of great support, but I was also duking it out with some people on Twitter who were, who were, I, I, I didn't want to tell people they were wrong, but I was just trying to explain our situation, why we did what we did. So, yeah. and that's hard. Well, I mean, in those situations, you just yeah. have to put your thoughts out there and let them sit out there, and right. people are going to respond the way that they're going to respond, and you can't make everybody happy. But uh, I agree with what Eric said in terms of leveling. I bet if you were able to respond directly to her, however you would go about doing that and explain mm-hmm. yourself, I'm sure forum. that she would. She would be uh, accepting of of it and yeah. maybe not totally agree with your approach, but yeah, I think that you could find, as you said, some common ground. Yeah, but uh, for now, I am on a hiatus from tweeting J.K. Rowling. I believe it's best that at this time we don't talk. It's complicated with J.K. Rowling. Till the day you make her blush again. <laughs> Till the day I make her blush again. Yeah. Man. I I used to enjoy it. I just don't feel comfortable at this time tweeting her anymore. I, I tweet her a lot of fun stuff. All the, well, I used to. That was the old me. The new we, me is gonna lay off. Broke up. We yep. did it, dude. Look, this is just, it's just weird. It's a weird and exciting time. And honestly, if you're still listening to us, if the first 25 minutes of this podcast didn't turn you off because we were being so negative, uh, you know, I have to say that I think we're all pursuing the same thing as fellow Harry Potter fans which is a way to continue to celebrate our story and have new stories that meet our wildest expectations be told and shared with, you know, a group of like-minded people who have come so far together and love each other. And I honestly think the message is very positive, just like the message of the Harry Potter books. Like, this is this is something that, while this happened, and I think all three of us unanimously don't quite agree with a lot of... uh what was just produced on London's West End. What we can say about it, I think definitively, is that it is still a part of us that we're, you know, and, and it's a part of the world that we're proud exists because ultimately the message of Harry Potter, the message is the many uh, intense, you know, we know that this was not maliciously produced. Uh, it's it's all good. And, and the people who are working their heart off, uh, you know, acting and performing in this play and wrangling owls, which I guess the wranglers might not have jobs now. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all kind of just experiencing this thing for the first time. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's ultimately not something that is com- comparable to anything else that has ever happened. So 
we recognize well, how the, special this moment those is. Those people are now uh, operating remote controls instead of <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right. the owl. But, they had um, dual and, IT and degrees, yep. One more thing is that in, in this particular case, we tend to agree with Andrew, but if we didn't agree with him, we certainly would tell him, and we certainly would be, I think, just as vocal. So for those of you out here who are listening to the show and saying, oh, well, you know, they're Andrew's friends, of course, they've been podcasting with him for 10 years, they're going to side with him. I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I mean, I, I think this is just a situation where we, we agree with what, uh, you know, his his position, and we agree with what he did, and don't necessarily agree with the response. But I think we've always been good about you know, showing different perspectives, and and so I I just felt that it was important to to say that we haven't been coerced by Joe or by Andrew. Yes, um, I want to give a couple of shout outs to first of all Nolan, who I sold an extra Cursed Child ticket to. Uh, it turns out uh, I had found him through Twitter, and uh, turns out he was MuggleCast listener. So hmm. I'm doing shit on the black market now. <laughs> oh man, I I had a couple of people with me who are like, "You got to sell that ticket for double or triple the price," because <laughs> it was obviously a very hard ticket to get. But I said, if I'm going to go out on my Twitter account and offer this ticket to people, I'm not going to rip off somebody because That's... chances are it's going to be a MuggleCast. Well, listener. now J.K. Rowling's going to know about that. Too. Well, no, that that would be that would be Wormtaily in my. <laughs> you know, that or, would or be more fletchery, really. Yes, uh, I I will happily rip people off with Bruce Springsteen tickets because I don't know them personally. But with MuggleCast <laughs> listeners, I feel like I know them personally. <laughs> uh, hashtag fletchery. There we go. <laughs> right, exactly. I a hashtag. It's fun. And then what did it? <laughs> one other person I want to give a shout out to is Trudy. Ran into her after the end of part one, and we took a selfie together and. And that oh. was fun. So shout out to you both. It was it was nice seeing some uh, Harry Potter fans. We know they're at the show. Let's let's talk about how we're about to do a spoiler episode. Yeah. And, so so yeah. that will be episode two ninety five. We are going to get into the big plot details. So if you don't want to listen to to those things, wait until you read the script book or see the play yourself. Uh, and, then, and, of, and of course, after July 31st, in episodes after July 31st, we will be talking about the th- those spoilers more openly again with more yeah. people. We'll put it in the title. It'll be very clear. We'll you know do a monologue at the beginning of the show so that everybody's protected. But we don't. You know, none of us have issues doing that, and or have ever. So I, I think right. it's pretty. It's going to be pretty clear that the next episode of MuggleCast, uh, which we're recording next, will be spoilery. It'll be like the early days of MuggleCast where we said, if you haven't read Half-Blood Prince yet, <laughs> please press pause and switch to another podcast <laughs> or else you're about to be spoiled. You need the drums. You need the Hashtag wow, wow, Snape wow. Kills Dumbledore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, did you guys know we have a Patreon? I just wanted to give a quick plug to the Patreon. Because time is running out to get a MuggleCast t-shirt. You can see the gorgeous designs on our website right now. Uh, If you sign up by July 31st, you will be eligible to receive a t-shirt in a few months' time. After you've been signed up for a few months. I didn't tell you this. I am getting two made independently. uh, Eric! So that I can take them to to Indie Pop. It's Wormtaily. It's no, no. That is Wormtaily. It's to help promote our Patreon because I will be at Indie PopCon uh, this weekend in Indianapolis. It's at the Indiana Convention Center. Come on down if you live in Indiana. We're going to be at a, we we share a booth. Okay, it's MuggleCast sharing a booth with Resistance Radio, which is Hypable's Star Wars podcast, hosted by uh, you-know-who, Mikey Bouchereau, Mikey B., from MuggleCast history is on his Star Wars podcast every week with Hypables, uh, Danya Abramo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is awesome and British and Mikey's awesome. And I've had the pleasure of guesting, uh, and Andrew and I guested on the first episode together. It's a great podcast. We'll be sharing a booth. We have MuggleCast buttons for the very first time. For the very first time, we have brilliant new banners. For free. Uh, yeah, for free. We have uh banners that we got printed which look awesome we just saw and you're gonna come by and see them with the new muggle cast art 
uh, on it. And, and really just if you're at all in the area, we have to plug that. Um, come on down and you'll also get to see, uh, the Patreon shirts, uh, in live just so we can, you know, get the remaining 120 or so open spots, uh, closed up before July when we have to start printing the shirts. We will also be at GeekyCon in Orlando, which is from July 29th to 31st. We will be doing, we will be co-hosting their Cursed Child Midnight Release Party. I know I'm going to be excited to look at that book. I want to see what the heck this thing looks like inside. Are, are they going to describe the, the magic that was happening on stage? I want to know. So we are going to be there. We're going to be doing some podcasting fun. GeekyCon.com. You can learn more about how to attend there in Orlando. And that's it. So, yeah, episode 295 will be our spoiler episode. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> Buckle in. It's going to get interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you, everybody who's been listening. Uh, thank you. I want to say thank you again to everybody who uh, supported me and Hypable during the, the Wormtaily scandal. And to those of you who uh, don't yeah, somehow didn't agree it. with us, that's fine, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.